0: You're listening to a Ben's Town and McVeigh Media Podcast Network production. Is Run it Again.
1: Welcome to Run It Again. Now, here's Ron Pitts with the coach, Mike Martz. So, this will be interesting. See what happens in Cleveland. Uh, boy, un- unfortunate for Odell. And, you know, I was talking to my son last night, and, and I've always given them the, the real, real, the true, true on, on the NFL and what it's like to play in the NFL and how you're one step away from starting your next career. And people hear that, but I don't know that they really believe it. And then you watch what happens to a guy like Odell. And what is he? He's trying to make a tackle on an interception,
2: mm, and he's yeah.
1: gone for the year. So, yeah, for, regardless of what you, you're supposed to be and what you know the media says you will be and how many endorsements you have, you literally, literally are one step away from doing something completely different.
2: No question, if you do come back, it's because you spent a year just in agony, you know, grinding and, and trying to get oh, that. Oh, the rehab. You, yeah, the yeah. rehab. Oh. So, you know, yeah. I went through that with Trent Green. You know, he was, he, he had three incomplete passes on the whole preseason, right? In the last right. preseason game or close to it. he gets his knee blown up and and I watched. It was really, really a bad, bad knee. That was in that preseason game, right? Yeah. In San Diego. Right. It was a terrible triad and the doctor told me at the time, he said, I'm not sure he can come back from this and, uh, of course, I didn't say anything to Trent, but, you know, obviously, Trent worked his heart out and and next year, he came back and he played and he played, you know, he had like a 102 rating when Kurt went down the next year in about six games or so, but they went yeah. to Kansas City and played well, but it's just – I watched the grueling part of that year of him rehabbing and, and how hard it was on him physically. physically. It's just hard to see.
1: You know, people don't realize that, and I'm not saying by any means that Odell can't come back and won't come back. No, he he, he definitely can. But it takes a lot of uh, – what do they call it? Introspection. You, you're going to spend a lot of hours by yourself with a trainer maybe – and, but but more hours by yourself, some lonely times. Some of the loneliest times I can ever remember was when I was injured, and you know you're trying to you, to come back, and there's that little guy in the back of your head that says, uh, "This isn't worth it. It's too much pain." Stop. Oh yeah, no, it's, it's not, hard. It's yeah, grueling. it's oh my gosh, it's the it's, it's the hardest thing mentally I've ever had to go to go through.
2: But- but I will tell you what, the guys that do come back, you know, like Odell, he he's so talented and he's such a gregarious personality. Um, you know, you can't help but think maybe they just think that this is the way life is and it's going to go on like this. And the good, yeah. the only good that comes out of this is their perspective changes a little bit. They're a little bit more appreciative of what they've been given, and yes. it, it's just interesting. And they're actually some of them become better players because of it. You know, and, and, yes. You know, yeah, I don't know that that's the case with Trent, obviously, but uh, odell uh, is such a, a great player. He really is a great player, and uh, you hate to see that.
1: Yeah, yeah. It, it was um, so. I wonder how the energy changes now. So I think now we find out how good guys like Landry are. It's easy to feed off of a guy's energy like Odell. Because he, he's you know he's so out there. but now I think you you begin to find out where everyone else is. I, I think I know what the quarterback is. I, I know about him, and you know some people have thrown this one out there and you've probably already heard it. Well, this gives Odell, I mean uh, Baker a chance now to uh, not be so stressed out about getting Odell the ball. I, I understand what people are trying to say, but I don't know that it's that linear.
2: Well, I think there's an unspoken thing. Anytime you have a personality like that in a team that is so gifted, um, it is stressful. It's stressful for everybody because there's a demand there, and it's there, whether they realize it or not. They are stressing out the coach and, and the quarterback, et cetera. So, and and I think uh, I think there's some truth to that. I really do. I've experienced that. I've watched that happen before. But you got to you know the it's just like when uh, Trent went down in a different situation, different personality, but you just fill in, you fill in the ranks and you go. Cause they're a good football team. Now, if they weren't yeah. a really good football team, this would be devastating, but they're, they're too good a team. And, and Jarvis Landry is really a good player. Mm-hmm. You know, I saw him in person in practice and watched him and got to see him a little bit and, and be around him and went to camp. And he's, he's pretty different now. He's, He's a pretty special player. He can make a lot of plays. And there's a lot of other guys there, too, that we don't know so much about that will rise to the occasion. That's the beautiful thing about the National Football League. It, it really is. It's the Wally Pip syndrome, really, but it, it is. It, somebody's going to step up and be counted on that we don't even
1: know. That's right, just like San Francisco. The secondary in San Francisco right. and some other players have stepped up. The tight end um, Monday night for the Rams, a month. Right, right. How many people knew who he was? And I think he caught like the first three balls um, by a tight end, you know, so there you go. That's, uh, that's, that's what happens in this business. Everybody's on scholarship, right?
2: Everybody's got a scholarship <laughs> just waiting for the opportunity.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So that, that's the, you see that Giants Eagles game. I last, did. Yes. Uh, Thursday. That was, that was something.
2: You know, that was the, interesting. the Giants uh, and the Chargers, Just don't look at their record. But you go back every week, they've gotten better and better and better and better. The Giants right now, I watch them from a coach's perspective. They're really a well-coached football team. They really are. They're disciplined. They don't make mistakes. The quarterback is still growing. I'm not real sure how good he really is. Uh, Daniel Jones, yeah. But they're managing him real well. They're trying to get him to do things. that He's getting the ball out faster. They're really being coached, and you can see it. When teams get coached like that, they get better every week. And I'm excited to watch them. I know the record doesn't doesn't show that, but uh, I think by the end of the year, they will have made uh, a ton of progress.
1: Yeah, that monkey is still on Daniel Jones' back as he's running down the field. That was hilarious. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Poor guy. Yeah, 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 I think people, they also don't realize... When you're in front of the big lights, you know, a, a Thursday night game or, or whether it's a Thursday night or a Monday night and the world's watching and you're you're already struggling a little bit and then you break out like that and you know, he's hauling butt down the <laughs> field. <laughs> you could see the point. Where his rear end just tightened up I <laughs> Ron, I got to
2: tell you, I experienced that as a as a player in college.
1: Oh, boy. we're in a
2: away game. I won't tell you who we're playing, but I was a tight end, and they play play action pass and threw me a pop pass, and his safety was opposition, and it was going to be an easy forty yard touchdown. And I, I turned, it was thrown behind me a little bit. I turned around, I caught it and they had burned the lines in in those days in the grass and so there's a little divot there in the grass right uh, <laughs> yeah you're uh, right you know, that's exactly what i'm gonna say and uh the toe caught a little something i went down you know instead of a touchdown i get like a 20-yard game whatever it was and julie said well what happened on this my wife said what happened on that when i got home i said well i fell she said what do you mean you fell i said i just fell <laughs> And I said, was it ugly on the radio? Because you know all of our games were on the radio. Then she said, yeah. well, they said, oh, and Pastor Martz, he's got, and he said, oh, oh, he fell down.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Thank I, that I, wasn't on TV. Yeah,
1: right. Oh man, that 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 does happen. Oh gosh. So this this Tennessee game, this Tennessee. Uh, Pittsburgh game. Now I will let you know that I I went for Tennessee because I just felt like Derek Henry was just out of control and unstoppable. And you know Pittsburgh's good defense, good team, good well coached team. Two two very well coached teams, and they they did a, a great job on him in the first half. But they got it rolling late, and you know and it happens. Kicker kicker pushes it to the right. And uh, you know that that was the game, but that that was a good old smack in the mouth matchup there.
2: It was the thing about playing a team like Pittsburgh, and I've been through this in the past. Is you you go through the season and you're you're moving along, you're winning games, everything's good, and then you get a team like Pittsburgh that's just heads and tails above everybody else, and you're kind of preparing for them, but you don't really know because you haven't seen them in person yet, and they're just different. You know, yeah. the speed on defense for them is just different. They do, they're really well coached on defense. They do a lot of different things to pressure the quarterback, and and they they'll come up with a plan to shut down the runner. And and with Big Ben, you know, he can make a play at any time. That ball, you're on the backed up on the one. It can be 99. You you just mm-hmm. the way they are. So. You can't snooze at all in a game like that. And they just play they're playing at a different level right now. Yeah. A different level than maybe they've been playing uh, for a long time.
1: You know, everyone keeps talking about the hit on Andy Dalton in the Cowboys uh, Washington game. And it was an ugly hit. And and there was a you know, there was a fine, there's an ejection and so on, and that was that was warranted because of all you know, of all the hits you see out there, some I'm like, hmm. But that that one clearly to the head and it was ugly. Uh, But the narrative after the game was, okay, there were no Cowboy players that rushed the guy that hit Andy Dalton. And I I bet you if someone hits Russell Wilson like that, there's going to be a fight that's yeah, right an with yeah, yeah. and that's
2: probably and that's I, I didn't hadn't heard that but that's probably fairly accurate personally if i'm the commissioner i throw that guy out of the league for the year you that's know i don't disagree
1: with you mike that that was that was so just criminal. over the yeah, it was over it was a the criminal
2: top. hit. He definitely yeah. tried to hurt him. It was a criminal hit.
1: Like I say, I can, ahead. I can, I can fight back and forth with a lot of the the penalties that go against quarterbacks. I think they go they go too far the other way with them. But now there was one where if you if you want to throw the book at a guy, throw the book at him yeah. because that that was clear. But in Mike McCarthy, you know, he had to be careful how he answered this question in the press conference. I get that. But the more I thought about it, the madder I got. Cause if that happened on my team, I know I would go after the guy. I know guys that would go after the guy who did that.
2: Yeah, you got to yeah, send I mean, a message to people point. next yeah. week. Yeah. Yep, you're right, yeah. and that that was such. a – I saw it again. I, I saw it live in action, and then I saw it, the replay of it when they slowed yeah. it down. And clearly, he's you know, it's just it's just ugly, just yeah.
1: ugly. Yeah. Hey, so Tampa Bay went out to. Uh, Vegas and, and took care of business, and I, it didn't help the Raiders that they went into COVID land uh, during the middle of last week, and the whole offensive line was sent home, and they lost a starting safety, and blah 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 blah. But and I know once the game starts, you got no excuses. But that's start. It's starting to look like old Tom Brady now a little bit.
2: You know, he defies logic. He defies everything. Um, I just really felt like maybe things would start to diminish for him, and I really had thought that. But yeah. I watch his throws very carefully, and he's just dropping it on a dime right now. There isn't anybody more accurate in the league right now than what he is. And he's got plenty of arm strength. He can't move like he used to. But, you know, we were talking earlier, he just – he has brought the love of play of those guys on offense up. You know, at the beginning of the year, remember, Ron, we were watching the receivers, and they would – half step it and be half speed here. And he he was getting a- angry because he anticipated them here mm-hmm. and they're, they're mm-hmm. gliding through it and short arming the ball. And, and he was in a rage here for a while and they, you know, they, what are you getting so upset about Tom? Just, you know, come on, you know, <laughs> but that's not the case. Now, now they're competing at a different level. They're competing like yeah. he competes and, and you got to give him great credit for that. Just not being a great quarterback, but, his impact on the entire team has been remarkable.
1: Yeah, now he's found Gronk again. Okay, and, and Gronk, I'm, I'm still going to say it. Gronk, Gronk is on his last couple, but 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 you know we talked about like that.
2: Him. No, yeah. but but we talked about that's why Gronk was there so he could say, okay, this is how it works.
1: You're right. You know, he yeah, throws the ball right.
2: to Gronk. Okay, here's yeah. what I know. What he's going to do because he does this. You know, and oh, okay, you know, and the offensive line when they make a mistake, they get back in hell, darn it, you know, no, nah, that's not good enough. You know, so he's. He gave a butt chew on the sideline to them, and um, you know that's it's what they need. And defensively, they've been good for a long time. So, yeah. of course, that just boosts the defense. Right now, they're they're kind of on a tear. It's it's kind of fun to watch them.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Chiefs just blew Denver out of the water. Uh, they 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 got back on track. Good teams get back on track. Uh, you know, was but you know the right. the
2: Denver Broncos are. They just need help at quarterback. He's just not getting it done.
1: Locking, yeah, locking. Them yeah, down. he's just not, he's not getting
2: it guy. done. He's he's uh, maybe in time he will be, but he just makes way too many mistakes. Um, just way, way too many mistakes for them to win. It just too many bad plays that set up good teams, and then you can't climb out of the hole.
1: Yeah, no, you can't. That's that's right. The Lions game was was a little crazy. So, have you ever been in that situation, Mike? Where where okay, you, you gotta. You got to ice the game, but you don't want to score because you want to run the clock down. And apparently, this is coming from you know the inside word inside the Falcons' locker room, that the coaches all told Gurley he was well aware that he had to, if he could, not go into the end zone. Now, how realistic is all this stuff that I'm talking about? You it's know,
2: very it, realistic, yeah.
1: yeah. And he doesn't obviously he he. <laughs> And I guess when you're lathered up and you're fired up and you're snorting and you know you're blowing through the hole and all of a sudden it's wide open and there you see that end zone at the last second it was he he tried to stop and couldn't
2: well I think I think I I don't think he really realized that how easy it was going to be because they were going to absolutely let him score right and yeah that's right you know years ago Mike Holmgren did this in a playoff game I think against somebody I, can't, I just vaguely remember this a long time ago. I think we was at the Packers and just same thing, but they, they went down. I mean, it's shame. On, I, I, I don't understand why he did that. I just, you know, I don't know.
1: Yeah. Well, San Francisco goes up to New England, and I actually thought the Patriots were going to man up and you know, turn things around here and, and play well. And that, that, was, uh, that was one of the worst performances I've seen by Cam in quite, quite a while. And on the other side of the ball, it looked like it looks like uh, Shanahan finally knows how to use Garoppolo. Or, or he's made a concession and said, okay, all right, tell you what, here's what we're going to do with you. I'm going to give you this, this, and this, and that's it. And that's how we're going to play football. And, and the well, defense is playing, and everybody's playing, and with all the guys that are hurt, which is amazing.
2: I think Garoppolo in the past, maybe they were carrying more into a game. I'm guessing. I don't know any of this. It, they're probably a little bit more specific about what they want to do because he's uh-huh. he's very sure of himself. In the past, he looked a little in, uh, I don't know, timid at times, uh, wouldn't turn the ball, looks like he's confused, and, and now the ball's coming out. So something He's different right now than I've ever seen him. You know, yeah. and uh, he's playing at a different level, and I, and I can't whatever they've done to him, whatever the change was since he got hurt, it's been remarkable. And to your point on defense, the secondary, they're clamping down guys and running with them. You remember early in the season, oh, they were man. they were, they were dropping guys all over the field, but they're trying to bracket, and do that stuff. They don't need to do all that. They're good yeah. enough back there just to clamp them down, and you know, up front they're doing a good job. So, I just think that uh, you know, with a, a win like that. It goes a long way. It does. It goes a long way. And on the other side, the flip side, Cam was as bad as he was the week before. Yeah. There's something there because the look on his face the week before and this week was not good. So I, I don't know. You know, as a coach, you really watch body language. Uh, he is uh, a guy right now that doesn't know if he's any good. You know, when you look at him, that's mm-hmm. kind of on his face. And yeah. he's uh, – He's not in a good spot right now. And and if I'm Bill Belichick, I'm gonna make a change and make a change for the season because right now they're really a bad team.
1: Right. Right. And and there isn't a whole lot to change to there, is there? We've doesn't seen seem like
2: before. it, but you know, at least at least you don't miss easy throws oh, with another man. guy. You can simplify yeah. it and give him some easy things and he'll make those throws. But I mean, he can't make simple throws right now. I don't know what what's going on with. Yeah. Either that or he's injured and we don't know about it.
1: Mm-hmm. No, that's fair. That's See, that's a, a great coach's perspective a lot of people would miss. Yep, that's right. Hey, well, going back to this the Seahawks-Cardinals game, and we were talking briefly uh, earlier on about this, but late in the game, and, and maybe it was throughout the game, but I noticed it primarily from the second half on, uh, the Cardinals defense started to do what we used to call sugar sugar blitz and they would they would walk everybody up and then they would fake blitz and drop out they were they were they were lining guys up in gaps and then dropping them out and it it looked looked pretty on on tv (laughs) everyone could see what was happening but russell was throwing right into it and in russell wilson for russell wilson to have a three interception game is is big and he he threw them all at the wrong time and at the right time for the cardinals How much of it was scheme and how much of it was just Russell being off?
2: Russell was was sloppy. He was very sloppy. That one pick going into the end zone there when he just laid it way up in the air. Quarterback 101, first thing, throw a firm ball. Don't ever throw a lob ball. It's in the air too long and bad things happen. So the back was wide open or whoever it was in the flat, and he just kind of threw it way up in the air let it come down. You you gotta throw it on put it on him and put it on him with a firm throw so it gets there quickly. And and D B breaks on it, and picks it and runs it almost for a touchdown, right? So that that's on Russell. That's just dumb. Uh yeah. The defense, you know, everybody does that. The what you're talking about on defense. You see a lot of that. And one of the ways you you take care of that is you come up and go on for a sound.
1: hmm Right.
2: You come up and run the ball in first sound, and and now their gap responsibilities are a little different. And you know, if you are going to do that, then you start shifting and doing. There is a lot of ways of getting out of that thing. You can yeah. you change your count, but everybody in the league does that, you know, Ron. And and so and he has seen that before. There is no question. So
1: I I just don't. Has.
2: I just think he was sloppy. I just think he was very sloppy in that game.
1: Yeah. Yeah, now they lose Chris Carson for a bit. He's he's nicked up. So that that's gonna be interesting because they you know, they're pass heavy, but they know how to run it just enough to keep defenses honest. And I, I think he's a good fit for that. So we'll have to see where that goes.
2: But Ron, they're pass happy for a reason. They're not any good on defense. They're really a bad defense.
1: They are. They that's true. No, they are not very good. It's all disguised very well by what the offense does. I know.
2: Well, and Collin'sworth and the uh, you know they're talking on TV in that game how you know they've gone to sixty percent, sixty seven percent passes on first down before it was forty percent. This is they're making a big change and it's great for Russell Wilson. Blah 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 blah. Well, they're doing that because they know they're not any good on defense. They can't stop anybody, so they got to score points.
1: Yeah. Let me see Miami. So they're going to make a quarterback change. Tagovailoa will be in the game as a starter now. Ryan Fitzpatrick will have a seat. Ryan was not real gracious about it. Um, I don't know that I would expect him to be. But I I looked at this move, and first of all, they they brought the guy in for a reason. So at some point, they're going to make the move. The discussion is... Do you make the move even though you've won the last two games? You're still 3-3, and and I don't know that winning the last two games matters. Maybe there's a bigger picture here, but the young kid's going in the game.
2: I don't agree with it. I just don't. Uh, Ryan was playing very, very well. They're winning Mm -hmm. because of him. Uh, It was a great opportunity. This kid's been nicked for him to sit for a year. It, and maybe Ryan gets injured at the end of the year. I don't know. Or, or during the course of the season where he's got to yeah. play. But to arbitrarily make this move just, it, it sounds like it's a PR move to me. I just, I, it just makes me sick. I don't want to
1: Right. Yeah.
2: You yeah. know, because you look at Burroughs playing great. And of course, Sir Herbert's playing good. And,
1: uh-huh. so,
2: you know, it's just like they have to justify the pick almost. And it's an ugly yeah. thing, you know, let it, let Ryan finish. And if he's struggling or he's not getting it done, then replace him. But to arbitrarily just say, okay, two is ready. Uh, you're out. They just, that's not, that's a bad message to the team too. And, and Ryan Fitzpatrick is players. Love the guy. He's a great leader, you know, um, and he's winning, you know, he's helping him win. So the, I think the move is unwarranted. I don't like the move. I don't care who, you know, what two is or where they picked him, Uh, it gives them a great chance to sit behind and learn, you know, how it's supposed Mm -hmm. to be done and without getting beat up because physically he is just now on the mend. Well, that doesn't mean you go play him now, just because you picked him in the first round, you know, you're winning with this other guy and I just don't get it. I just don't get it.
1: Yeah. He's got that hip and that's, that's still an issue. And they apparently must believe that he's okay or okay enough, but it could be exactly what you said—a PR move. You've got, uh, let me see—you got one, two, at least two other first-round quarterbacks that are playing and and playing, arguably quite well. well. Yeah. yeah. So uh, now they figure, you know, and it's a bye week. You know, all the factors there. It's a bye week. You know, they got the Rams coming up. So you know, <laughs> we're gonna—the young man's gonna get thrown into the uh, the fire, so to speak. Definitely.
2: Well, and I think he's a good player, but he's still got training wheels on. You know, he he, yeah. he didn't have a preseason. You know, he hasn't played at all. And, uh, and everybody else now is in full season mode. You know, it's different now than it was in that first week of the season. I promise you. So yeah. it just yeah. doesn't make sense to me at all. I, I've been through – I've watched teams do that. Uh, I've seen this happen before where you got to, hey, we drafted this guy. He needs to play kind of thing. So uh, that's never been a good deal.
1: Yeah. I'm looking at the standings here. Uh, it, it's, it feels to me like the two best divisions in the game right now are the NFC West because every team in that division is, is playing right now. And all of a sudden, Arizona, and I don't want to get too excited about one win, but that if you're going to have one win, that's the win to have. And, uh, you know, the Rams are just clapping away after that, that loss to Arizona. Because now you've got three teams in the division with five wins, and San Francisco, who we all agree is on the move, they're sitting back in fourth place at four and three. Fourth place in four and three. Can you imagine if they were in NFC East?
2: Yeah, they, I think. Singing. Yeah, I think San Francisco, when it's all when the dust settles, may end up on top. Mm-hmm. They're probably the most complete team, um, you know, and they fixed what was broken earlier. They're, at the, at least the way they're playing right now if they can sustain that and continue to get better then i think that there's a real chance the obvious problem with with uh, seattle is defensively not just not any good it's not very oh, good really? at all yeah. yeah and the rams the rams are a solid team now they're they're a real good football team they're just not they're they're not a team that plays well from behind and that can happen uh, but they're really a good team and then you know the thing about Arizona, uh, they're running the ball so effectively. I don't, you know, it's just it's crazy how well they're running the football.
1: Yeah, yeah. Drake got hurt, Kenyon Drake, so we'll have to monitor that. But little man, uh, the quarterback, w- once he gets out of the pocket, he uh, he can do some things. He's a little scary in that vein. I don't I don't see much in the pocket. I would make him play the whole game in between the hash marks no
2: question you you've got to contain him and and you do wouldn't be a bad idea to take a corner and spy him you know and and uh, yeah you know their zone stuff and rush three and and make him make good throws because he's not a great passer you know he's got enough inaccuracy to him where you can let him hold the ball and try and make a throw and he'll miss Mm -hmm. you know you can see that on tape so um I think that's a, the Achilles for them is his inconsistency in terms of accuracy. <laughs> but, boy, when he gets on the edge, uh, it looks like a New York life insurance commercial. <laughs> that's falling all over the
1: place. Okay, so, yeah, so the North, uh, that's controlled by Green Bay and Chicago. Chicago helped help the cause with a loss on Monday there. Uh, so the other division I thought that's, that's pretty solid right now is the AFC North. Pittsburgh, Baltimore, Cleveland and and Cincinnati at one and five. But man, we all like the quarterback Joe Burrow.
2: Yeah, and they're they're capable of beating anybody. It's they're not they're different than the Jets, obviously, you know, with the record, but they're capable of beating anybody. So you you've got to take that in consideration. They're they're on the men, so to speak, with that young quarterback. But the other three teams, they're really good teams. You know, and probably the best team in football right now is you know Pittsburgh, so that division you you can't look away from that. So perhaps the Super Bowl matchup comes from from those two.
1: Yeah, the Pittsburgh, the lone undefeated team in in the NFL. There you go. So we'll uh, you know Dale going out with the Browns, even though they're five and two. We'll we'll see which way they go from from this point forward. All right, Coach, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be back with more. Run it again after this message.
2: Courageous is a word that describes America's veterans. Sadly, another word we can use is homeless. During this crisis, many veterans are living on the street.
1: You can help. Donate at CardboardToHeadboard.org.
0: My name is Tracy Sandler, and I'm the host of Fangirl Sports Network's Get My Job podcast, a weekly podcast that highlights women who have made a significant impact in the sports industry. Every Thursday, I sit down with one of these amazing, successful women to discuss their professional journey and any advice they have for young women who aspire to follow in their footsteps. This week, I am joined by Senior Vice President of Marketing for the Philadelphia 76ers, Brittany Boyd. Brittany shares her four pillars of success, the importance of being intentional, and the importance of thinking. A step ahead. She also highlights collaboration over competition and just how imperative it is to know your worth. This episode is filled with tangible advice that everyone can start using today, and it's a lot of fun. Subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts, and don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Fangirl Sports Network. Welcome back. Here's Ron Pitts
1: with the coach, Mike Mars. Be
0: sure to join them every Tuesday for a new episode of Run It Again.
1: AFC South. See Tennessee now. Okay, even with the loss, they're at five and one. But Indianapolis is a quiet four and two. They're in second place in that in that division. And uh, the other two teams, Texans, Jaguars, they're, they're they're drowning at one and six apiece.
2: But you know the the thing about Indianapolis is they've been really good on defense from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. And a team that good, and they've got a quarterback that knows how to win, can bring yeah. you back. So they'll be a factor, I promise you. And I, I don't know that they can win it. Um, you know, I think Tennessee wins it, but perhaps they're a, you know, wild card team. I don't know.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. Well, let's look ahead at some of the games coming up this week. And we're going to start with that uh, Thursday night matchup. That'll be Atlanta and Carolina. Not a sizzler from a, a, a win-loss standpoint. And uh, McCaffrey. I don't think he's going to be able to play, even though he is practicing for the first time this week. He, you know that's going to be a long shot. It, Atlanta, Atlanta found a way to lose a game last week, and you know they they the talk has started down there. Oh boy, are they going to trade? Are they going to trade uh, Matty Ice? You know the the talk about Gurley. He's on the last leg, literally. Blah 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 blah. But you know, some I I look at Matt Ryan and I see a pretty good quarterback. I think there's a lot of stuff going on around him, and I, I I see that they can they protect him for the most part and give him a chance to throw at least on the left side. I think that tackle Matthews, that's one of the Matthews family kids, pretty pretty solid. But there's 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 issues where Or obviously they they they'd have a better record.
2: Yeah, if Matt Ryan could go over and play defense, it'd probably really help him. Yeah. You know, you look at their games and the points that are scored. They got to score everybody, mm-hmm. and you know they're just not good enough at this point uh, on offense. You know, with their running game is is suspect right now. Obviously, you're a one legged yeah. runner, and that's there's a reason why he left the Rams. You know, there yeah. there is a reason. So um, you know they they're okay in the offensive line, but. You know they're not built right now to score a lot of points, and they have to to stay in it defensively. They're just not very good.
1: No. Carolina is an interesting team. So I'm watching these guys play last last night, and you know, time they're a young team, Mike. That's the first thing that jumped out at me, especially in defense. So They got a lot of young kids on this team, and and I think they've acknowledged that. You know, you got some growing pains, and now you, you have your top running back out of the mix, and they've gone through a coaching change and, and changes, you know, on the coaching staff. Yeah, this team is 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 new. I don't think a lot of people know what this team is really about now.
2: You know, this has been a surprise team for me. I didn't think they'd be any good at all this year uh, with the change and some of the personnel issues they have. But when I watch them from a coach's perspective, and you can't help but do this, what I've done all my life is watch. Teams and you can see how well coaches' football team is. Yeah, all the details that they're trying to do the right thing all the time. They're yeah. and the other thing is, they're energized and they compete. Now they'll make mistakes here and there, but they're a growing team. But they
1: do that, this is a yes.
2: yeah, this is a team though that's on the move. It's just like the the Giants kind of a deal. It's just a matter of time and they'll get it done because they're going the right direction. And I always watch how players compete during games in the body language and. You know, doing little things, particularly in the offensive line, and the defensive line, and, and how well they do these things, and and they're they're doing them. You know, they're going to be pretty decent here, this year, and then we'll see where they go. And when McCaffrey comes back, I think they'll they'll help them as well. Obviously,
1: yeah. Matt Rule, the head coach, uh, looks looks exactly like you said. Like he's uh, they've got some discipline installed. Like they've put a a good foundation there. So they've just got to work from from where they're at on up. Teddy Bridgewater is interesting. I, I turn on the tape, and and this is the first time I've had a chance to really study Teddy Bridgewater you know, this year. And I wasn't expecting much because part of that I was looking at their record and the injuries and so on in the youth and so on and so forth. But when I crunched some numbers on him, n- number one, his number a little bit better than I thought. He's 72% completion, and that's second in the NFL next to Breeze and he's uh, thrown for just under 2000 yards that's good enough for 5th and he's a little better than 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 I thought he was Mike I he's got some receivers that are pretty solid DJ Moore Robbie Anderson they all work hard Curtis Samuel they work hard uh, they can move the ball down the field but something will happen you know they'll they'll get caught and, and he'll make a bad read or they'll they'll they won't protect it on a third down or you know they'll 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 have a turnover. They're in that phase where it's two steps forward, two steps back.
2: You know Teddy Bridgewater is, is an interesting guy because when he, everything for a quarterback is where you come in the league to me, and how well coached and prepared you get, and I think there's a different maybe a different preparation for him with his staff and what they're doing with him the level of coaching really will manifest itself with the quarterback position, with the details and
1: mm-hmm. not making
2: mistakes and, you know, those things and, and changing during the game, do what you got to do. And I see that he's playing better than he's ever played in the past. He's to me, he's been a real streaky guy and there's probably other reasons for that, but yeah. now there's, there, he's in a system that's very specific and disciplined at least that that's apparent to me and he understands it and knows what's expected of him said just, kind of ad lib kind of a deal, you know, and, and he's, they're not trying to win with him or put it on his shoulders. They're just, they're operating as a functioning as an offense. And, and that, and I know that sounds silly, but when you're on teams that are struggling, they try to put it all on that poor quarterback, like they used to do with Baker Mayfield, for instance, and like they're doing with uh, Burrow at at Cincinnati. And eventually that's going to crumble and you can destroy quarterbacks that way very easily.
1: Right. Yeah, they figure okay. Well, we paid you, and you won a Heisman, so go just win, go do yeah. it,
2: go win. Yeah. yeah, the other guys are doesn't make any difference who we put in there. Uh, <laughs> you're that good, so go win. Just doesn't work that way.
1: No, no, yeah, we're we're still waiting for it to work that way. It hasn't hasn't quite worked that way yet. But his uh, his presence in the pocket a little bit better than I thought. So I'm I'm curious to see what he's going to do this Thursday taking on the Falcons. So let's look ahead here. Uh, Steelers, Steelers at the Ravens. Now six and zero, five and one, and if you're the Ravens, well, hell, this is this is the game you want now. They, the Steelers coming off a big win and two tough road games. Now you went to Tennessee, you got that one. Now you got to go to Baltimore. Mm, better have the antenna up.
2: I still think uh, they win, and and I think defensively, uh, it's going to be too much for baltimore i just like what they do at pittsburgh i think mm-hmm. they have a good plan every week they morph into what they got to do and contain the quarterback there at, at baltimore and and uh, he's he's not been a guy that's been particularly good under pressure you know i'm talking about blitzes and whatnot you know he's got to yeah. beat, a, beat no, you with he his hasn't feet. been that's true and he's got a you know he doesn't get the ball out very quick when he goes to throw which is which is fine but when you get pressure on guys, they got to get it out quick and make quick decisions. I don't know if that's who he is. I, I just think that uh, I, I do think that uh, Pittsburgh goes down there and wins that one.
1: That organization is pretty darn good, aren't they? The, yes. the Steelers. Talk, yeah. talk. well,
2: yeah. it's just like the Rooney Rule, right? Yeah. And just everything kind of emanates from there. They're kind of the center of football universe to me. It, yeah, it, the Rooney Rule comes out, and that's where it emanated. And and they just do things right. How many coaches have they had, right? In the last 20 years. Three. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's just – they kind of do it the way it's supposed to be done, right? So coach has a bad season or two. They're not yelling for his head. They just, what do you need? How can we help you win? You know, it's just – they just kind of do things the right way there.
1: (laughs) Isn't that something? You know, there's no panic. I'm sure you've been in the building and we've been in the building doing (sighs) broadcasting games and so on and so forth. But when you walk in, there's a – how do I explain? A subtle there's a calmness and there's a subtle um uh hint of 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 confidence. You know, I don't and it's not arrogance, it's just it's just a quiet confidence. I think in their lobby area, you see the the, the all the Super Bowl trophies, but there's not a lot of bunting and fanfare and, and crap around it, and arrows and neon signs pointing at here's how great we are, and blah, blah. It's Here's here it is right here. This is championship 1, this is championship 2, this is championship 3. And that's it. And the people in the building are, are very similar and they're like that to your point with their head coaches. Chuck Knoll, Bill Cower, and Mike Tomlin. Those those are their long, you know, their their long-term guys, so to speak.
2: Yep, and that's uh I I just like their approach to everything. I wish the rest of the league yeah. Adopt to it, but they do things the right way, in my opinion. That's yep. you know, it's like the head coach, Tom, Mike Tomlin.
1: Yeah,
2: he, he didn't hold out for more money. He just, you know, he's probably one of the lower paid coaches in the league, to be honest with you. But he, he's, I'm fine, fine with that. How much? I didn't know that. Yeah, how much money? I, yeah, how much money he said, "How much money do I need?" You know, come on. <laughs> <laughs> right. so I got plenty of money. I just like my job <laughs> here. So,
1: isn't that something? Of course, really, all the other I, head
2: coaches in the league are wincing at that one. So.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. So the Rams will uh, take a long trip to to Miami. You know, for a lot of teams, that would be a trap game. Uh, But with Miami and their situation three and three, they're going to make the change of the quarterback. We'll see how that goes. Uh, I think the Rams are are a solid team and I think they're well coached. And I don't think they're going to be allowed to fall in any traps back there. That's just
2: not Mason. Sean McVay's personality. No, that, it's not. That team has got his personality. He's a tough guy. You know, they're prepared for everything. Uh, yeah. They'll go down and they'll play very, very well.
1: Yeah, that's that's another good point. The team has to take on that coach's personality. So when you hire that coach, you better make sure you got the right personality.
2: Right. Yep.
1: Jets going to Kansas City. Oh, boy. 0-7, 6-1. We probably shouldn't even discuss that one but it is the NFL. Anything can happen. So don't go to sleep. Vikings and Green Bay. Vikings have just Kirk Cousins looking like a different guy, or maybe he's looking like the real Kirk Cousins. I It's just, it's not good. And, and it's never just the quarterback, as you always say, but it's not good.
2: Yeah. There's some, there's something that's, there's a disconnect there somehow. I don't know what it is and I'm not going to try and guess, but I would just say that Green Bay at this point, you know, a week ago when Rodgers had that loss and looked so bad, 40%, or 40 QB rating or whatever, remember we yeah. talked about it and said, I wouldn't want to be the team that plays them next week. It, that's kind of where they are right now. I think that they needed that so, mulligan, and now it's kind of shook them up a little bit. And I think now they're the Jets are on, and uh, I think they'll get after them pretty good.
1: Yeah, I like the Jefferson kid at wide receiver, though, Mike. I, I've been liking him for a while. I think uh, you know a lot was said when Diggs went to Buffalo, but this this kid's quietly having a nice year, and it's a shame they can't get both receivers involved. He, he along with Thielen a little more, but I think he does some good things.
2: Yeah, I don't know what's going on there with with, with them the, at the quarterback position in the passing. I just don't know. I, I, yeah, I haven't watched a lot of them, but I'm a big Cousins fan. I've always you know, since we did his first game, remember? Remember his first game when, was when Washington came up to play um, the Browns? And oh, you and I did that game on remember Fox. that
1: we did do that game. And he
2: was exceptional, <laughs> and he had a great game. I remember Seeing that. Seeing him in and person was – yeah, he yeah. was really something else. He did some things in that game that were pretty unusual. and He won me over. I just felt like he had a chance of being really good. So, yeah. you know, there's something going on. And like you say, it's never just the quarterback situation. It's usually a lot of other things going on. So –
1: Yeah, Uh, we'll see. Yeah, Raiders uh, three and three, coming off a loss now, going to take on the Brownies in Cleveland. That's going to be a tough trip, and it's it's going to be tough on both sides. Now, how will Cleveland react without Odell? Either they'll they'll springboard and and find a new energy, or they'll you know they'll 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 cry in the handkerchief and and have the hangover, the Odell hangover.
2: Well, how well did they do after he got injured, you know, yes, in that they, game, right. right?
1: They they they, ro- they rolled it, yeah, yeah, they
2: rolled. So I don't think it's going to be an issue for him. To be honest with you, um, I do think what's troublesome for me as a Raiders, all I read about is them crying and whining about that game last week should have been postponed because of COVID. Well, maybe, and they may have a good point. Maybe it should have. I don't know. But when you keep looking back at last week and and about you know, worrying about what had happened, you're liable to get slammed.
1: Yeah, that's what happened.
2: And I think uh they need to get they need to forget about what happened last week and COVID and, and that should have game should have got canceled. I'm still reading about that stuff. Mm-hmm. And thinking, that's not yeah. good, guys. That's not good. Because if I'm reading about it, the players are reading about it. Yeah. And you so gotta refocus on it. this game coming up because that's a good football team out there in, in Cleveland. You're liable to get shocked if you don't yes. focus.
1: That's right that's right Tennessee going to Cincinnati shouldn't have a problem but as we say Burrows playing uh, better and better each week so
2: you know after after a tough loss like that um, it's you know you do have a tendency to lick your wounds if you're not careful and you can't and I, don't, I you know that coach there is is pretty special but you gotta you know you gotta gear up and reload and, and uh, play better the next week and it's it'll be a real hard game for them
1: even it's going to be hard for them. Yeah. San Francisco going to Seattle. This is going to be a very good matchup now. Seattle coming back home after a loss. San Francisco feeling their oats, feeling Jimmy Garoppolo, and going back up to a place where they, they've had success up there. They've won big games up there. So yeah, I'm, I'm excited to watch this one.
2: Yeah, I think the disappointment in the play last week was was not who they really are. They'll play as good as they can play. San Francisco plays as good as they can play. Uh, I think San Francisco wins that one. I just think they're better. Like I said, the biggest issue for, for Seattle, and they know that because they're throwing the ball so much, is they can't stop anybody.
1: That's right. They are They are having trouble stopping people. So, yeah. All right. So let me see. <laughs> Cowboys and Eagles. Whew, man, I, I don't think this is where uh, Mike McCarthy thought things would be after seven games?
2: No. Uh, I don't know what to expect out of the Cowboys right now. Um, they don't compete at any level. They just at show any up. It looks, like, it looks like they're in a pregame warm up half the time. So, man. I, I, I've never seen a football team like this ever, ever at any level so completely go into a non compete clause, you know? Yeah. So. They that's just, what
1: they've done. They've they, gone into complete uh quit, uh, quit. anti stall mode or stall yeah, They've thrown mode. in the yeah. towel.
2: I've never seen a team at any level just absolutely quit and refuse to play. And that's what they've done. That's
1: that's what they're doing. Oh boy, and you know this is not resonating good upstairs with the big man Jerry. Well Jerry Jones.
2: Yeah, but that's there's there, it's very complicated there. It is very complicated. It so has to be. um there's a lot of things going on that none of us will know about, so um, uh, you know, you just gotta get always get the right guys. You know, Van Der Esch and those guys with the personalities that compete. Somehow somebody's gotta step up, but there's just no leadership there right now.
1: So now you're down to your third string quarterback because most likely Dalton's not gonna clear protocol for the no, next he, of weeks. not after that hit. <laughs> Are
2: you kidding? He may not he may not clear till two thousand twelve. <laughs> <laughs> or, I mean, 2021.
1: Uh, 2021. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. And I, I'm going to have to look here and even and see who the third-string quarterback is. I don't even think people know who the third-string quarterback is. They,
2: it's changed since I was down there a year ago. I don't know who it is. Yeah. I, I really don't know who it is. But, you know, the the other problem with this is I watch Zeke run and not compete the ball he, the ball's thrown to him and he just bounces off him and they pick it and he's not running he just he's thrown in the towel. he's quit and they're paying him a lot of money and I call him out yeah you know, that's just wrong buddy that's just wrong
1: um that that's no that that's bad now you've got yeah you've got you've got your own kind of pandemic in that locker room and they got to figure it out so ben DiNucci has been elevated to the number two spot. And Ben is a seventh-round pick out of James Madison.
2: How long has he been there?
1: He's a rookie. He's a seventh-round pick uh, this year, this past draft. The 231st player picked. And I'm looking at his picture right now on the website. He seems happy.
2: <laughs> well, yeah. He he's number seven. I hope he's got a smile on his face.
1: And then behind him is Garrett Gilbert, who was just signed off of the practice squad uh, from the Cleveland Browns in September.
2: Hmm.
1: And he is from SMU, so he didn't have to travel very far. He's a local kid. You know, All right.
2: Ron, if if they would just compete every place else, they gotta have a chance.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know? No. No, it's it's uh that's that's not happening. And then finally, the uh the Tampa Bay Buccaneers who are rolling, as we said earlier, heading up to New York to play the Giants.
2: Well, I, like I said earlier, the Giants are playing so much better. Uh they'll continue to get it better. Um, I just think right now the Bucs are going, they're such a good football team. They're going such a good direction defensively. They're just going to overwhelm them. And yeah. Tom will play good. He's not going to make any mistakes.
1: No, no, you'll have to have to play well. You know, when you're Daniel Jones and you trip after a run like that, you, you want to at least win the game. Then it's a good laugh and you can joke about it and it, it rolls off your back differently. Then when you lose the game, it doesn't quite roll off your back. No. It kind of sits there like a, like a slug.
2: No, that's uh, – yeah. especially in New York. If that happened in Atlanta oh. or, you know, Green Bay or someplace like what well, happens in New York now, <laughs> New York's that's a different. tough place.
1: And now, time to round the
0: clock with Coach Mike.
1: All right, Mike, I need your top three quarterbacks right now. Let's this, this, get some good choices out there.
2: Well, from last weekend, just on their performance last weekend, you mm-hmm. got to look at Baker Mayfield and – the week before, of course, everybody wanted to fire him. He comes back and throws five TDs, and regardless of whether Beckham's in there or not, um, I, I just think that he, he liked down in Bucks, the Bucks with Tom Brady. He's such a, a competitor, and I really like this kid. I've always liked him, as you know. Um, you know, he's playing at a really good level, and he's bringing him with him. So I, I think he did a great job. Aaron Rodgers. You know, after the week before, having a 40 rating at quarterback, comes back and throws four TDs in a big win. Uh, that's who he is, obviously. And then Tom Brady, I'll list him again. I had him last week. i list him again. Another four TD game. But the most impressive thing is I just like to watch his throws. The location of the ball is better than anybody in the league. And he's 43 years old. Go figure. He dropped that deep ball in the end zone. I mean, the receiver had he had to catch it. He had to catch it. It was like it had Velcro. It dropped it right on his numbers <laughs> over his shoulder. Yeah. So you can't. You, there's nobody more accurate than him right now. You know. So I just, I'm amazed. He's defied everything.
1: Yeah. All right. And uh, I, I like Big Ben. I I don't. Why do people not want to like Big Ben? I don't understand that. They love to hate on Ben. They love to talk about what he can't do. How he sits in the pocket too long. This that. But the man has won two Super Bowls, and he's still winning games. And this is after surgery.
2: I think uh, one of the reasons people don't like him is every now and then he does something really stupid.
1: Well, don't they all? No. At some point?
2: Not really. No? Uh, I don't think so. I I mean, they can get fooled, but he'll just kind of go to sleep at the wheel every now and then, just make it real dumb. Throw or do something really yeah. dumb, but he just is not very quick with the ball. He just doesn't look like a classic quarterback. He's a big old guy. They can come through and sack him and hit him and they bounce off him. You know, I mean, I, was, I love the guy, I think he's terrific, <laughs> but you know, yeah. he just uh, I don't know. know what you're he, saying. He's under the radar, you know, for a guy that's won two Super Bowls. And, he's
1: always been like that, yeah, yeah,
2: and he's uh, he just figures out, you know, well, look where they were without him. <laughs>
1: Yeah, you know? that's what I'm and, saying. And he now I come guy. back.
2: But this goes back to what we were saying earlier about a guy like him, a talented guy in the league that's had such great success, undergoes a big, big injury like that, and then comes back. Yeah. He's different. They have a different yeah. perspective on things.
1: Yeah, you know, and some guys look just don't look good playing quarterback. I'm not saying they don't get the job done. Like Eli Manning looked ugly playing quarterback, but he could get the job done. Ben looks ugly playing quarterback. Just the way they move in there. it's Nothing's really smooth. You know, it's like an old car that you got to, you, you know, you, you got to st- sit there for 15 minutes to get it started. But once it starts, it moves pretty well. But you can't argue with those uh, with those trophies, though, can you, at the you end know, of the day?
2: Boy, he can he – can, you play zone against him. That ball comes out of there so hard and so fast. <laughs> yeah, you know, he can beat any zone with his throws. He just is. uh He's got. He still has that big arm.
1: Yeah. Hey, man. Thank. Thank goodness for for guys that get it done, even if it's ugly, because that that's still foot. It's still football. Night. But you know
2: what's interesting? You brought up a good point here. And let's talk about it, just for a second, we can. Do you see anybody in Pittsburgh being promoted individually, in the media or whatever you got? You know. Personality. Oh, I see what you're
1: saying. No, no, no but that goes no. back to what we we're talking about. When you walk into the Steeler facility, right. there's an aura, and that aura isn't, hey, look at me, and and arrogance.
2: Right. They don't it's have that. Very, it's no, not allowed to they're just not allowed to have it. You know, they they're just, not allowed to no, have it.
1: That's not no. their culture. That's not the Rooney way. Right. And the Rooney culture. And that culture is embedded into the franchise. Let me let me give you a quick story about the Rooney family. We're over in uh, Dublin, Ireland, a couple years ago. You know, taking a little family vacation, and you know, we're we're doing the tour bus thing. And my wife knows I hate tour buses, so what does she do? She books a tour bus. So here we are. You know, it looks like National Lampoon's vacation. We're just chugging along. I got some kind of like Irish hat on and sunglasses. It's, it's a great look. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's
2: a Christmas decoration is what <laughs> oh that. Oh boy,
1: yeah. hey, let me tell you. So here we go. We're juggling along. And I'm half sleeping. And the tour guy said, and over to your left, this would be the Rooney Mansion. And I the the Rooney Mansion? And I, I looked at my son and I said, Could could that be the Rooney's? Like the, the Pittsburgh Steeler Rooney? And within seconds the guy said, yes, this is the Rooneys from the NFL in America. And I'm like, Wow. So that next year, we go do a game in Pittsburgh, and I'm talking to, uh, I can't remember if it was the sports information guy, or I can't remember who it was, someone in operations, and I'm saying, hey, you know, I was over in in Dublin, Ireland, and I didn't know you guys had a family place over there, a big mansion, and he said, oh yeah, no, we invite uh, people over and players over, that are vacationing and, and whatnot to uh, to join in our uh, annual family flag football game. I was like, you had a flag football game? He said, yeah, it was about the time you were there. I was like, oh, man, that was great. He said, yeah, you should have just come on or We would have had you come up and play. But but the point of this story is that is the Rooney culture and family right there. This is They're, they're over in their mansion in Ireland, the family's mansion, And they're talking about playing flag football games and anyone is invited pretty much. You see what I'm saying? Yeah.
2: And I think Mike Tom was like that too. I think his personality matches that. I think it's about us, not about you kind of a thing. And that's why they, every year they're successful. They just do what they do. You know, nobody's, Hey, look at me. It's not, it's not who they are. They're not going to let that happen. And that's the Baker uh, Mayfield now is, you know, his personality, but he's, He's grounded in, as a team player. You know, there's too many other. So I'm, what I'm saying is there's strong personalities that are grounded, if, if that makes yes. sense. Tom Brady, you know, he's going to get that. Uh, and But I think they really work hard at, at uh, being invisible. I really do. Yeah. I think uh, yeah. th- everything's about a team there.
1: Yeah, that's right. You still can't win without us. Right. No matter how much you try. And it's good enough for six and zero oh for the Steelers. So there it is. All right, Mike, we're out of time. Always good, man. Right, round right, of applause right. for Mike March, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Merry I learn Christmas. And every week. <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> I'll send you a photo of me in the in the, uh, the Irish tour. Bus. I want to see that, that green hat. Yeah. Oh right. man, you'll love it. I want to see it. I'm Ron Pitts with the coach Mike March, and we hope you enjoyed this episode. Like what you're hearing on Run It Again? Let us know by leaving us a review on Apple. Now it's time to turn the mic around and hear from you, our listeners. Got a question for me or the coach? Send us an email at runitagainpod at gmail.com or leave a comment on social media at runitagainpod. Don't forget to visit us at runitagainpodcast.com and make sure you hit that subscribe button. Remember, we're just two old pros trying to make you think a little. Be safe. Stay healthy, everyone.
0: Run It Again with Ron Pitts and Coach Mike Martz, a Benstown and McVeigh Media Podcast Networks production. Executive produced by Roy Hamilton, producer Ted Woods, and technical engineer is Kevin Wharton. You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram by searching at Run It Again Podcast.